All right. Good morning. We are back on another beautiful Friday morning with another episode of Maker That Money. Welcome, uh, everyone. Uh, for those of you new to the conversation, we'll say, uh, my name is Pooch. I own a company called Repcord. Uh, to my right here, let me think. Right, left. I don't, my virtual, <laughs> my virtual left. Um, Somewhere there. <laughs> my my partner in crime, uh, the the emperor of the empire of sticky, Mister Andrew Gloop. <laughs> How are you doing this morning, Andrew? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, like I said, weeks are always flying by. Uh, guys, this oh is tell this, me about it. <laughs> this is Maker That Money. Uh, we talk about we're two small business owners. We talk about getting our starts in in making and trying to make a run from taking a passion project into uh, an actual business. And uh, this morning we are at the seventeenth conversation that we've done episode. Oh, Call it what you will. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this is a this is a topic of of great interest. We've talked about pricing before, Andrew. On the on the mm -hmm. show, but uh, we we wanted to revisit it because obviously uh, in our in our industry in three D printing, additive manufacturing and stuff. Uh, this week we had a, we've had well, I mean always there's new products dropping yep. and and we see stuff and then there you know of course social media has to uh, uh, comment on you know where they think the value lies if something's worth the money and all that stuff. Sure, and, and so absolutely you know this week. Um, Prusa 3D, a popular manufacturer of, of uh, 3D printers, came out with uh, mm -hmm. an enclosure uh, that uh, is designed for their their printers, and uh, there was a lot of opinions. There was a lot of opinions yes. on on it, which is interesting. So we'll dive in on that in in a little bit, but uh, certainly um, not unique to our industry or uh, uh, any industry really, you know, anytime that new products come out or services, you know, people are constantly making these evaluations of whether or not uh, it's worth it or not. Right. You know, and mm -hmm. so we're, we're absolutely dig in on that today. Mm -hmm. Um, for those of you who are listening back later after the fact, we record this live every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific uh, on YouTube. So we do stream it and we use, utilize our chat interface there. So uh, we we have a, uh, a call-in link uh, for anybody that wants to join the conversation. We certainly welcome that. We don't uh, claim to be professionals. You know, we just have our, our thoughts and experiences. Yep. But uh, we, we always welcome uh, additional perspectives and, and uh, whatnot. Um, but if you're not up for that, we also have the chat uh, interface that we uh, use uh, via YouTube. And uh, even if, like I said, if you're listening back and and you mm -hmm. want to join us on a future one, uh, you're welcome to uh, follow us that way and, and contribute as well. So with that said, greetings, everybody in the chat. Britt, Josh, Mike, uh, uh Michelle, everybody, it's good to see you guys. As we got, so we got a couple regulars. Hopefully, we got some noobs. Yeah. You know, want to try to loop in uh, new, uh, yeah, new people and stuff like that too. So, we're excited to have you guys, um, Andrew. Before we we dive in on our topic, uh, you know, we like to talk about wins, right? We we want to try to be oh, yes. positive and stuff like that. You got any wins for us this week? How did how did uh, life at Gloop go this week? And anything you want to share? Uh, on the positive oh. side. 
<laughs> oh, you know, it's always busy, right? Um, sure. uh, just positive side. We're we're moving forward full steam ahead on, you know, some really exciting things. I can't share exactly what they are, oh, but uh, milestones. Milestones <laughs> are being made. Um and it's exciting. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you're hitting some milestones. And, and do you do a lot of goal setting uh, for the week or for the month? How do you kind of uh, keep, you know, you know, track of of where you're at, we, and where you want to be? We, you know, and I never really were wasn't to goal setting, but now we're definitely starting to get into the groove of goal setting and uh, you know trying to get uh, operate on sprints, if you will. Um, oh, look at you, so, agile. You know, agile yeah yeah so but uh yeah no good things are happening um expect some really cool changes coming to gloop very soon <laughs> cool well that's so very what a tease you are my friend yeah yeah uh i'll share one that, w- that we had and this was on kind of your your advice uh earlier on but it's it's stupid you guys are gonna laugh but um uh for the longest time we've been we do a lot of kidding so for the product that i sell we sell uh kind of flat pack kits that that are assembled by the end user and uh uh, so, you know, of course we've got a lot of hardware that comes with it. And, uh, for the longest time, the, the counting of the screws, you know, and it wasn't, <laughs> we were not physically counting onesie, twosie, you know, we would, we would just weigh them and put them on a scale and throw them in a bag, but it was such a tedious pro- process. And I'm such a fan of automation and like, how can we do this better? I'm always looking at our process and I go, mm-hmm. how, do, how do we do this better? And so, <clears throat> you know, you'd mentioned in the past, you're like, oh, you know, there's, there's screw counting machines and, and, and things like that. And I was like, well, the ones I've seen are like you know, thousands of dollars, you know, vibratory bowl setups, mm-hmm. like industrial things, which are super cool. And sometimes they're integrated with a bagging line and all kinds of yep. amazing stuff. But, um, you know, you put me onto something. You're like, just go on eBay and search for screw counting machines. There's just these cute little <laughs> things. And so I, I, I did. And I felt like it was one of these things where it's just, I've just been searching for the wrong thing. And, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't quite figured out exactly how we're going to do it, but it's already got like the neurons firing in terms of, um, yeah. Um, you know, all the opportunity for, for better automating. So for those of you guys who haven't seen, uh, I, I, I tweeted it out earlier this week, but it's, it's, it's really, this this cute little box that you just dump your screws in and, uh, there's a little wheel in it and it shakes around and it just kind of makes these screws kind of fall into line and, and then goes across a little like laser counter and it'll just kind of count them out and spit them out as, uh, as it goes and it works great. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, you could stand there and just say like, you, you program it to however many you want and hold a bag there and have it spit them into a bag. And certainly it's mindless and you don't have to worry about it. Um, when we were looking at it, we were like, well, this isn't really faster than weighing. So I think it, it may be just like kind of one little inspirational cog for us. Cause like, I, I can just see if you like, you've had a little, you know, conveyor belt or something moving in front of it that, that just maybe had something like an ice cube tray where it would just advance every time it would spit out the next. And then you can do all your bagging mm-hmm. at once or something. I mean, I think there's certainly a way more efficient ways to do it. But yeah, we had a kick plane with that. Uh, and and I like that it's kind of got the wheels turning, you know, on more more ideas for, for automation, because like, you know, that you got to. If you want to compete and you want to keep your prices down and stuff, like you got to be smart. I'm in a very, very expensive labor market compared to mm-hmm. the rest of the world in California. Uh, yep. And so, you know, we really have to, you know, look at these things and say, make sure we're doing it in a way that makes sense so that we can stay competitive. Um, yeah. So that kind of ties That's back into what win, we're man. talking about today. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a fragment of a. I think it will be a win, but we're we're yeah. still we're still working on it. But even at the price of these, I mean, I think there was the 175 bucks or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. And at that price, it's like I could get a couple of them. You could you could have you know ones mm-hmm. for for different parts. I mean, it, it just kind yep. of 
you know, got the creative juices flowing. So that was fun. That was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. So there's a good win for you. But um, let's let's dive in a bit on the uh, value and pricing uh, thing. So today we're going to talk about yeah going after value, not low price. So high value, mm-hmm. not low price. That's the way I like yep. to, to phrase yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and man, it, it's it sounds great in practice, mm-hmm. as many of the things that we talk about do. Um, yep. But uh, it, to execute on it is a challenge, right? It is very difficult. So <laughs> tell us, you know, when you're thinking about like how you're offering value to your customer, like how do you focus mm-hmm. on that that high value? Maybe you have some examples of, of things you've worked yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's hard, right? Because there's value can be, uh, you know, a term, you know, v- that means a lot of different things. It's very broad, right? Sure. Overreaching, if you will, or yeah. overarching. Um, y- so with, with Gloop, right, uh, specifically, uh, when we started making the formulas, uh, you know, we we were like, we, we were trying to compare ourselves to commodity products out there. Uh, you know, so think like Siona Acrylates, Super Glues, Epoxies. You can go to any store, you can buy them. They're a couple bucks, right? Like, h- sure. how are we going to compete, right? right? Or some small business just getting started, our costs are going to be astronomically higher than, you know, a, uh, you know, a commodity product. Right. Um, and so that's where we started saying, okay, well, if we, if we want to focus our product and do one thing and do one thing very well, like we need to be able to provide a inherent value or benefit to using our product over another one and not compete on the cost right? because we we'll lose. We'll, you unique, know. a unique sales product, USP or u- mm-hmm. unique value proposition, you know, common yep. terminology. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for us, right, it, it comes down to, um, you know, for one, the usability of our product. So how do you, how does a person actually use this? How does one actually integrate this into the workflow? Uh, okay. And so at the start of Gloop, we spent a lot of time testing out the product in different ways, testing out how do you use it like this or how do you use it like that? Uh, what if you try, you know, um, you know, this different way of, um, you know, applying it, basically trying to come up with, um, I, I call them like character models or, 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 you know, ways in which uh, we could say that these, you know, figmented customers, right, uh, you know, in our imaginations are going to be able to use our product and trying to find the value that we're providing at that point. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of this comes down to, again, it's it's a very... Um, very nebulous kind of term, right? How do you, how do you define what is valuable over another thing? Certainly. Um, you know, um, but you, you can kind of get an understanding if you will, um, where it comes down to for us, it's like, okay, um, one of those things being like super glues, uh, uh, you know, how do you stick two parts together? Super glues can take some time to cure. So, you know, they have the activator. A lot of people use the activator. They'll little, spray it on one side, yeah. Yeah, put yeah, the yeah. glue on the other, push it together. So we wanted to say, okay, well now you're dealing with two different things. You have, you know, to apply your glue and then you have to spray the activator and you have to hold it together. Okay. Yes. You might get an instant tack, but you know, like, what does that cost you, right? Well, it costs you some juggling, some overhead, uh, you know? So we're like, well, what, what if we could make it just a single part where you just brush it on, maybe brush on both surfaces, right? And you push it together and you just hold it there and then you start seeing the tack form pretty quickly. Okay. Um, and so that was one of our driving factors, right? Like, sure. 
could we could we make something that you know provided that value where you didn't have to use an activator and it was still quick to bond, so right? so you and we've said <laughs> we've kind of touched on this in the in the past but you, you know one of the challenges for you guys is that you, you as as you guys well know you have a very small amount of time that you can even like explain what mm-hmm. your benefits and your value are to your customer mm-hmm. and especially with a product like yours where somebody looks at it and they're like i got this man it's glue right like how hard yep. can they, i know how to work a glue bottle um yep. but you know it, it, as as with everything the devil's in the details and there's probably you know there's proper ways to go about it and stuff so yes. obviously a big challenge you know uh in 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 just showing having the uh, attention span of the of the world uh-huh. out there to even show your value is a a big challenge right it, it is. It is. And so that really hits on another key detail where it's it's something that is is very generic. Right. And people don't realize it as value. But what we did was we put a lot of effort into trying to figure out how do you use our product and coming up with fun, entertaining ways to explain to people this is how you use it. Yes. Right. And yeah. building up a repository, if you will, of of, you know, different methods or different how to's um, and, you know, just documentation on sure. on all of of the uniqueness of our product uh but doing so in a fun way that's entertaining that you're not just going to gloss over and you're like oh okay whatever right right um the other thing is is um you know here what we do specifically with gloop we provide i believe right and this is just my opinion but i believe we provide Highest. value in 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 the terms of like community engagement we are constantly looking for people who are doing cool things right, right with their 3d printers and we're trying to say well hey what if you use our product in this way right or could we send it to you could you experiment could you just play around uh, with it and see if you can come up with new ways to do the things that you're doing that you would typically use fasteners or snaps or something that you're designing. Right. 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 And then the, it creates content that is then consumed by user or, you know, just viewers or whatever. And they're like, Oh, Hey, it starts the gears turning in their heads of, I could use your product in a different way. Right. Um, you know, and so while it's not direct value, the value comes from, you know, us being able to say, well, hey, we're focusing on this specific use case in this specific industry, 3D printing, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I've heard this described in the past in just some of the stuff I've read and t- and talked to other people, the, the difference between uh, like a direct benefit and an induced benefit, right? And so mm-hmm. where, where obviously direct benefit being like, I have two parts, I need them to stick together. I use this glue, mm-hmm. they stick together. Obvious, right? Yep. Like, And I think that's where a lot of people's minds obviously start, start to go. But there, mm-hmm. as you get down into the nuances of what we call marketing mm-hmm. in this day and age, which, which a lot of people might think of as like, well, it's just tricking people into like paying attention to what you're sure. doing. But I mean, like yeah. that's, a, that's a gross oversimplification. You get into things like induced benefits where you talk about, okay, now yep. we're showing like, you know, how we're, we're, uh, you, you might want to do business with our company because we're connecting, uh, other people in the community with what we're doing. Yep. We're finding new creative uses and stuff like that. And people that does have value. People do want to support mm-hmm. it, whether or not, you know, maybe maybe you're out there trying to get a project of your own off the ground and you know that mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to work with a company like that. That is a value. Um, yeah. it, it's just one that I think a lot of people don't stop and think like, you know, I, I paid five dollars for this. Like and I where, you know, am I getting a dollar's mm-hmm. worth of value out of that? Like there's so and that that comes to the core challenge around value is that it's so subjective to a lot it of is. people as well. Right. Yep. Um 
you know, what you might think is worth a hundred bucks. I may be like, I would have paid 500 no way. thousand. Yeah. 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 And, and that's why, you know, when you combine that with social media uh, and uh, all the opinions and the town square mentality out there that of course you're going to get just all kinds of people out there just screaming, that's a ripoff. I'd never pay that. That's, you know, it's nuts. Um, and I, I think, you know, we, that, that's fine. That's what it is. Uh, it's hard mm-hmm. as being on the seller side of things. You know, I've said in the past, mm-hmm. like, you almost kind of take it personally when you're like, okay, well, I got to price this and I don't want people to be mad at me, which yep. is such a weird yep. thing because it's like it costs what it yeah. costs and I need to have my profit margin. I need to pay my guys. But, well, you know, I mean, businesses are in business to make money, right? At, sure. at the end of the day. And you can't you can't price something so low that you can't make that money and support yourself, right? I mean, it's just, it, it, that's what it comes down to. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act, right? Um, you know, like we could value gloop at whatever we want to value it at. Right. But th- there, there does have to be a conversation, a give and a take, right. Of the implied value and, and then that indirect value. And then the, the cost at which you're paying for that, Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. so yeah, it's, it, it gets to be a really interesting balancing act, especially when it comes to like service-based industries. Right. Um, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you value the service that you're paying for? Oh man, that is right? such a tough one. Uh, I, I could, <laughs> I could speak to this very directly because in my mm-hmm. past life I was a, we- a web developer, which, uh, um, and I was a freelancer. And so I was constantly yeah. getting projects to bid and, um, it's hard not to take it personally when you're like, okay, you're spending a lot of time putting together a bid for something. And then somebody comes back and like, ah, that's, that's way too much, which just tells yep. you it's like what you don't value me and my service, uh, where yep. it is, which is part of the game. I understand. Like you, you have to be, you know, somewhat reasonable, but there is also that challenge of like, that it's okay. It's okay that mm-hmm. there are going to be people out there that don't have, and those are not the customers you want, but, I'm gonna. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna curse, but man, that is so hard. <laughs> it is hard to not, you know, take personal and, and to let go, especially as you're getting started, because you feel like you need every dollar counts, right? It's like I gotta, yep. I gotta take every these relationship jobs. matters, right? Every relationship so. matters, and so you do have to eat some uh, crap, mm-hmm. I guess, at the beginning, like as you're getting started. Yeah, and that's yeah. part of paying your dues, guys. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not telling anybody yeah. anything, you know, you don't know, but it, it does, it does. Uh, it's a stressful thing. I, I don't know. And yep. learning how to grow, it's not a thick skin. I think it's just learning how to understand that and not mm-hmm. to take it personally. But when it comes to money, Andrew, you mm-hmm. see a lot of these people shouting about these things like they are offended <laughs> that yep. somebody would dare to charge yes. so much, right? It's yep. like, why is there, why do you suppose there's such a personal uh attachment to the funds guys tell me in the chat what you guys think you know what i'm talking about when these people yeah just like like you sir have offended me my 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 thought is is that you know we all work hard for our money right um you know and (laughs) hopefully right um you know and a lot of times when it comes down to uh you know looking at purchasing a product or purchasing something that you you might you know, think that you want, right? You have to value it based off of your needs. Um, and I, I think the the perspective gets skewed, especially in the maker community, because we always think, well, I could do that myself for cheaper, 
right? Uh, absolutely. Because I yeah. can I yeah. can go buy the materials for to make a rep box, right? And I could build a rep box for if cheaper. I had a dollar for every time. <laughs> no, no, and it's 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 actually it's kind of a nice it's a it's a weird way to get there. But I guys, I can't uh-huh. tell you how many times I've had people email me and go what what is wrong with you thinking that you can charge this? Like I can build this for half the price or whatever. And I, I, I got to tell you a good percentage of the time people come back to me and be like, yeah, w- once I actually saw what it was and like got it mm-hmm. and like realized like I couldn't, I couldn't actually build this for that or not nearly as inexpensively as I thought. So it's like that, that first glance, right. Is just uh-huh. so weird for a lot of people where they're just like, Oh my God, I can make it. And sometimes you can. Right. Yeah. But Maybe you can make that one cheaper too, but can you make 10,000 of them on, and can you, you know, can you scale it yes. and do it sustainably? And that's, yeah. that's a completely different thing, guys. It, it, it is. And, you know, yeah. I think that it also comes back to that we as makers, a lot of times don't value our own time correctly. Oh, right. Man, the the amount true? of time, the amount of time that we need to spend in design sure. and the amount of time that we need to spend in research and then the amount of time that we need to spend actually building the dang thing. Right. 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 You know, and, and that all adds up, but we don't you know, being makers, right. We get the rush from actually doing that. Right. And so we discount that. And then I think that that skews the value proposition drastically. And that's yeah. why you're like, you're charging, you know, um, seven hundred and fifty dollars for a kitted three D printer that's printed out of three D printed parts. Yeah, like you know, yeah. yeah, it's like what's going on there, right? Right. You know, right. It's like I could three D print the parts myself, and I can buy all the stepper motors, and I could buy all of the control boards, <laughs> right? But and, when and you actually wa- start. And- and you're welcome <laughs> to. I mean, that, that's the yeah. other thing. It's like, look, no, yep. nobody said just because something shows up in your feed. One, yep. it doesn't necessarily mean it's for you. And two, yep. you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't mean that you have to buy it. But for some reason, like, that's the thing. I, like, I had put a tweet out yesterday about the uh, enclosure that Prusa had released. Yeah. And it looks nice. I mean, it's it's steel. It's it's. It's yeah, it looks certainly great. a lot more, uh, um, you know, in depth than than what we've seen on some of the uh, mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, I, and I said, "Hey guys, tell me what you think about." I, I was really just wanting to know what people thought of the design choices mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, aside yep. from cost, what are your thoughts on this? And still, people could not resist. I'm like, I just can't yep. get past the cost. I can't. I can't get past it. And I'm like. Okay, you know, I, I get is it. it. But is it really meant for you just in general, like the casual 3D printer, right? Yeah. You know, or is this really targeted towards someone, someone who's more so doing it as a maybe a, a side gig, right? And, sure, you know, wants to have this, or is it or is it for education? Or is it for, you know, some other, you know, use right. case? Right. right. And and so many people, I think also, they just discount that all the time. They just think that whatever is shown, it's it's for me. And they don't actually stop to think like, well, wait a second. Maybe yeah. Yeah. maybe this is targeted for something else. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's. It, I mean, I'm reminded, I'm like thinking of the old days of the newspaper where you open it up and you got the ads page or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I don't know. We had a, there was a big electronics store that used to exist here called Fry's Electronics. And I loved their ads because yep. it was stupid. They would just, they would just have a ton of like cool electronics stuff in there or whatever but i can't imagine if somebody were to like open that up and look at it and of course it's got tvs and computers and all this stuff and and maybe there's something that you're interested in it but like you know 
95% mm-hmm. of it wasn't stuff I needed or wanted at the time. But can, can you imagine if people like just would open these things up and they would just start screaming like, you want $3,500 for yeah. this, you know, flat screen TV? Like, how do you, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, that's not for you. Like maybe, maybe you want something else in here, but, but that's yep. not the way social media works and, and, and whatnot. Yep. So it's, it, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It is what it is, but uh, you know, I think on the to go back to the Prusa thing too. It, mm-hmm. A lot of the people who are saying this are like, "Well, I have a Prusa printer, so obviously anything mm-hmm. Prusa releases must be for me." And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of an interesting thing because that's yeah. not necessarily true. Like you know, Prusa is a growing company, and they're trying to tap into new and different markets. And so mm-hmm. you know, I know for a fact that uh, there's a there's plenty. You mentioned education. There are plenty of schools that won't even entertain buying a 3D printer mm-hmm. that's open and has all the yep. danger bits out moving around where little tiny hands can get yep. in there and touch them, right? And so you know, a, a, an enclosure or one that, and that, that is sanctioned, uh, or, you know, is designed for the Prusa. Again, when you mm-hmm. have budget allocated, there's a lot of people that are probably still screaming, well, that, that's ridiculous. Why would you pay that much when you could buy, you know, something mm-hmm. else or put a box around it? Because that's not the way that these, uh, companies typically work They're You know, they, they yep. already, they have to be approved vendors a lot of the time and like all that. So there's a lot of things at work that I think mm-hmm. aren't necessarily always obvious to the average consumer that's out there, you know, shouting into the void. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's just <laughs> what, obviously just one example. And, you know, we, we talk about services and products. I don't know. Tell me in the chats, guys, it, in the chats, in the chat, uh, you know, <laughs> what your feelings are on, on, on pricing and what you see. And, and um, I, I don't know. How does it make you feel like, cause I, 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 does it harken back to the old days when we were like we would go out to the market and there was negotiating and there was mm-hmm. like more of a personal engagement and and you know when it, it's funny because like I'm sure you've sold stuff on Craigslist or whatever before oh absolutely and you've got yeah. people showing up and then they're gonna want to lowball you and then you're like, ah, uh-huh. I'm, insu- I'm insulted that you would dare like I always thought yeah. that was such a funny notion that people yeah. would get like insulted by this like. The price is whatever two people are willing to ever agree on for something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't necessarily yep. mean that everybody everywhere is going to agree on that price, right? Oh, yeah. But it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be – I don't have to pick a price that's going to work for 20,000 people. I just need to sell it mm-hmm. to you if I have one of something. Um, yeah. But but again, we have this – like we take it personally. Is, is, is mm-hmm. it human nature uh, to, to feel like you're trying to take my dollars from me? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you know, it's 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 tough, right? And, you know, pricing strategies get really interesting. Um, you know, here at Gloop, like we did a whole pricing study uh, where we conducted over many months, offer free shipping, offer different price shipping tiers, offering, you know, shipping included in the price, shipping excluded, uh, you know, just different values for the different products. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's really interesting because one one thing is is while people say one thing they actually are completely different when it actually comes down to purchasing the products um <laughs> Amen to that. you know yeah like you, you know i just i you're go a, back to a lying the lying liar where, <laughs> it, yep yeah. I, I just go back to the time where we did a big survey where we had like almost three thousand responses where people oh, hands down said surveys. they wanted free shipping and yeah. and yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It, it, like they wanted this and so we're like okay well i guess we're gonna go down this route we did it and it was 
terrible. No one wanted to pay the prices with the included shipping. It just, you know, it, like at some point you have like people realize that the money has to come from somewhere. Right. It's either going to be baked into the price or you're going to pay for it uh, as a as an add-on. And what we found, hands down, people were more interested in paying for a moderate shipping price and a moderately priced product instead of a product that was slightly more expensive, but it had free shipping. Hands down. You like, know, there's a couple of really interesting nuggets with that that uh, that story you're sharing. Um, the first being that if you've already established a price mm-hmm. uh, and you change that price, mm-hmm. that inherently by itself is going mm-hmm. to uh, uh, cause feelings, right, with people. Yeah, and and the burden of uh, justifying that value is is mm-hmm. on you more. And so that, yeah. that's always a tough thing, which I think is why it's stressful when you're first setting the price that it feels really hard, uh, which isn't always true guys. It's not always true, yeah. but it feels really hard to kind of change, you know, because people don't, don't handle that, that change. Right? Mm-hmm. I used to be able to get it for this. Now I have to yep. pay for this. Obviously you and I are talking about, it. it's like, no, but this, this price includes shipping. This price doesn't. The thing that I think is great about not doing the free shipping is that that value is inherently mm-hmm. obvious there. It yep. is like, this is what it costs to get it to you. I cannot, like, we don't, I don't know about you guys, we yep. don't mark up our shipping at all. And we still nope. get people bitching about the price on it. And I'm like, I, I, Absolutely. Don't, know what, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I don't make money on yep. shipping. The product is that big and bulky that it costs that much yep. to ship it to Bulgaria or wherever the heck it is. Um, yep. But, you know, again, you get these fussy people, like, I, I don't understand why you think you can sell this and charge this amount for shipping. I'm it, like, I'm just offering this yeah. as an option because there are plenty of people yep. that will pay it and want to pay it. Yep. Um, and so, you so you, yeah. you brought up that really interesting point. The reason why people are, and this is what I was alluding to. The reason why people are more willing to pay a moderately priced shipping fee with a lower kind of price product is because the value is perceived immediately. Right. This is where the money is going, right? right? It's not ambiguous, right? Right. Um, and so this is where, uh, you know, here at Gloop, like we focus on trying to create high value products, not low cost products. Um, Absolutely. You, you know, is is we want the value to be immediately perceived. Now, some people will never immediately perceive the value, right? Yeah, uh, again, yeah. there's that indirect value that we talked earlier. Um, and so many times we got started, even still to this day, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, I can just go and, and buy, you know, solvents and solvent weld. It, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> but if that's what you want to do, sure. then go do it. Right. You know, you're going to have to buy large quantities. You're going to have to store them. You're going to have to, you know, pay hazmat shipping fees, all of those other things. Like if that's what you want to do, absolutely go do that. Right. Or, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, you're just repackaged super glue. And it's like, well, we're not. But we have that, you know, kind of perception in the eyes of some people. Um, And it's what's really interesting is, is once they actually try our products, they actually see the value hands on and they're immediately like we'll get emails like like you were talking about customers like i don't understand why i ever questioned this to begin with right you know <laughs> but, they, but because they just didn't even know what they were dealing with like they didn't really understand mm-hmm. what it was and that is such a challenge right because mm-hmm. you've got you've you know it's one thing it's a challenge enough to get people to like 
follow your your tweets or go to your website or yeah. any of that stuff. And then it's a whole nother thing to get them to pay their hard earned dollars to get it and to really understand what it is. Right. Uh, yes. You you have a product where people look at it and they're like, it's glue. Big deal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not to trivialize, but people look at my no, stuff. No. They're like, it's a box. It's not like it's yep. not that. I'm like, OK, yeah, but, you know, there, there's a little yeah. more to it than that, you know, and, and there's there's some thought and some design and it goes into it. I don't like I said, I don't mm-hmm. there's there's plenty of other ways. If you want to put your stuff in a bin, <laughs> go go put your stuff in a bin, man. I don't. That's yep. fine. Um, yeah, we're getting peppered with some really interesting questions and commentary. I want to go to really quick. Yeah, uh, in, let's in do the, it in the chat here. Mike had a lot of good things. But before we get to Mike, I want to talk. Uh, I want to speak or I want to see if you have something to say. Uh, my buddy James here in the chat uh, mentions uh, he thinks people have. So in his opinion, people have mm-hmm. very little value for a service provider or they, they don't value service providers enough uh, mm-hmm. their time because they don't actually have that value assigned to their own time, which yes. is a really interesting way to think about it. Um, the more somebody values their own time, the more that they willingly delegate. Oh, but, yes. Right. That's such a, uh, a great way to say that, James. Thank you for that comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. What, do you, what are your feels there? I absolutely agree. And we you know, it is a, yeah, it is, it is a, it is a curse of being a maker, but also one of those things that if you want to transition your small business where maybe you're making me things that you sell on Etsy and you want to turn it into a, you know, a commercial enterprise, if you will, yeah. you have got to learn to value that time of yours and make executive decisions right. when to farm out certain elements. Right. right? And I mentioned uh, one of our past episodes, this was a back on the Twitter spaces how gloop got started right when we got started we were trading our time for money just because we had a lot more time than we did money right and so we valued our time so low that we would print out labels and cut them by hand and put on our bottles and we would do that all by hand right and it was a very time labor intensive process. And it was until we re- started realizing our time is more valuable by spending it on developing the business instead of building out products. Right. right, right. Um, and it was, it, you know, we had to get to a point where we could afford it, but that was our first step. And we had to learn like, okay, now we have to delegate. And eventually we started farming out our labels. So, hey, we go to a label supplier, we have them make it. And then eventually now we have a fully automated line, right? Where, you know, we're producing gloop on, you know, just, you know, automatically. Right. Um, right. You know, so you're, you're absolutely right. You have to start valuing your, your own time more. And once you start doing that, then you can start appreciating the value in the products that you're going out and buying. Certainly. Um, it's it's also you know to that thing it's it's obviously very easy to value the skills and and services and things that you know you mm-hmm. can't you can't do right like mm-hmm. the, and now whether or not you feel like they're fairly priced is a, d- a different thing but like sure. there is a, an inherent like I do not have the skills to weld things together I of course will farm you know that out I could take the sure. time to learn if I wanted to mm-hmm. and so that's you know a lot of people are making that 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 judgment but uh, it's um, you know, you've mentioned it before and we've said it before. And, and, and the problem with the, your time value is that it's mm-hmm. changing. Right. And so th- theoretically, yep. the better you're doing, the mm-hmm. more expensive your time becomes, which is why yep. as you grow, you start to realize like, I just, it's not practical for me to keep doing this. And, and as a maker, it's one of the hardest mm-hmm. like instincts to kind of, uh, suppress because yes, you absolutely can do that whether or not you should can and should are completely mm-hmm. different things uh, in so many things that relate to this. Right. Yeah. Um, 
you'd, you'd mentioned before too, when you'd like first, and I've heard, we talk about Prusa earlier, we talk about a lot because mm-hmm. they're prolific in this yeah. industry. But uh, when you first got, uh, a pr- when you first started 3D printing, and I was oh, in the same yes. boat. I didn't have Prusas either. And and I think mm-hmm. when everybody's going to start it, they're like, ah, that's overpriced. I don't need that. Like, I mm-hmm. can do just as well with this printer here and all that stuff. Yep. And then, <laughs> like, nine times out of ten, when people get one, they're like, I get it now. I get like yep. I'm like, I, I can see... I can see the value more, but again, until yes. you have it and until you experience it, and there's plenty of people that are going to be like, look, I, I don't know, it's still not yeah. worth it to me. Like yeah. again, your value, and your perception okay. is totally, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. But yeah, you were I in mean, that boat I, too. I, yeah. I remember specifically when, when I, we started getting into this and started doing more printing and that sort of stuff, I was, you know, fully on board with, Hey, let's go to the low cost, you know, cheap printers. Right. Um, you know, they just make more sense. And, and who would want a 3d printed 3d printer, right? That literally, that's what I thought. And, you know, it's just like $750 for a kit or a thousand dollars assembled. Like, are you kidding me? Right. And then, and then, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And it was, instantly that I got the value because you know, what I didn't take you know, or what I was taking for granted was the amount of effort and the time and the iteration that has gone into the design. It has been an iterative process. It has developed over many, many years. Sure. It has been tested and you know, every aspect of it, you know, it, it like is, is, is unique in that because the parts are 3d printed, they had to be printed on the printers that 3d printed them. And you, you get better at this more, you, you know, the more you do. And then the, all of the, you know, support and, the repositories of you know like now you got printables.com you now have materials that Perus is producing right. it's all this ecosystem where it's it's yep. not an it's not an implied or it's an implied value but it's not really direct right and right. uh you know it's until you actually start leveraging it that you realize well wait this is really unique 100%. and yep you know, that's where, you know, we started making the switch. It's like, okay, well, you know, if we're going to talk about getting new printers. Like we're going to, we're going to go get something that works. And what works is, is a Perusa. Unknown, right? unknown you quantity. Know? Yeah, sure. And yeah. it's not, that's not necessarily just, you know, there's plenty of other sure. great working stuff out sure. there. But, Absolutely. but, but, you know, I, I've said it before. I say it again. It's like the, you know, the value of something is far, far more than the sum of its parts. And like mm-hmm. as makers, there is just such that propensity to look at this and be like, okay, this is made of, you know, they break down the bomb and they add mm-hmm. up all the cost of what it's going to take them to make that bomb. And they go, mm-hmm. what, how, how does this make sense? Did this price, you know, yep. it should only cut, co- this is only, you know, uh, $50 in parts, but I'm being charged $200 for this thing. Um, yep. Because you're not valuing your time. You're not, you're mm-hmm. not valuing like the amount of R and D and all that stuff that went into it. And you're not thinking about regulations regu- that sort well, of stuff. And, yeah. and you're not thinking about the induced benefits and the, and the other stuff mm-hmm. and the ecosystem, the stuff you that you've talked about. It's like, no, but can I call somebody up and get a, get somebody on the line or uh, will somebody answer my support mm-hmm. chat or whatever it is? Yep. I mean, I see this time and time again, dealing with, you know, anybody out there that's ever tried to call, I'm not going to dig on Creality, but Creality support or like any of the value yep. manufacturers out there and and how frustrating that can be. And a, a lot of people, like when I'm making a purchase and it's completely price-based, mm-hmm. okay, I know, I have zero mm-hmm. expectation that there's any, that, that I am on my own, right? Yep. But that's my, that's my perception of like, well, that's what I'm, that's the what you, you get what you pay for piece of it, right? Yep. 
Absolutely. Not everybody expects that. They just see like, hey, this is a it's mm-hmm. in a, it's in a nice box. It's packaged. It's a printer. Like it doesn't matter where it comes from. It should be supported. It should be warranted mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And and I'm not saying you're wrong. Like it can yep. be. It's just the 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 speed at which you will get responses. The the quality of the response uh you know all that yep. stuff a lot of times it's just faster like hey you got a bum stepper like i'll just go grab one off of amazon and be done with it because i don't want to waste mm-hmm. the time to try to figure out how to get one another one shipped from overseas yeah so um you know and i i understand like we're in a different space than people that just don't have if you have mm-hmm. more time than money you're willing to endure the yeah. yep the pains of what it takes or the work, <laughs> the work, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and to take this back to, again, developing high value products, right? Um, you know, I'm sure that you, you've you made some decisions with your, you know, your rep boxes of, okay, well, I'm going to use this part. It might cost a little bit more, but what it's going to do is, is going to free up either, you know, time on the production side, or it's going to be better experience for the, con- you know, the customer, right? Right. Um, you know, we here at Gloop, we, we do the same thing, right? We spent a year in development, developing our new caps for our bottles. We spent tens of thousands of dollars, literally getting them for a cap, right? (laughs) Wow. A cap that also costs more, right? For us to actually have manufactured, it's more labor intensive. But what it does is it solves an inherent problem with our products and it increases the user experience, right? So, you know, we, we, in, developed a patent for you know this this aspect of being able to just put the cap back in without having to tighten it down while you're working so this way you're not going to worry about spilling your gloop right yeah, we yeah. user tested that yeah. right that was a whole aspect and we spent tons of time trying to focus on that now those values they're not immediately perceived but yeah. once you get the new bottle with the cap you open it up you're like wow this is really nice yeah. and you can just put it back in and yeah. you know while you're working on something and if it knocks over it's not going to create a giant mess right we absolutely could have gone down a different road we could have said listen we're going to go for the cost effective route we're going to keep the metal caps we you know as we hit economies of scale we can reduce our prices mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. can you know maybe it doesn't matter if you know the bottle of glue dries up after six months you just it's cheap enough where you go out and buy another one it's like we don't want to focus on that we right. want to focus on something where you're investing in this product it's going to work then you know as now like we're building out a whole new website whole new everything where you know we're going to have really in-depth how-to articles this is how you could use our products. This is how, you know, you can leverage this, you know, aspect of it. And, you know, this whole repository of information and knowledge and knowledge sharing, right? Which, which is great. Um, but I would argue that that's actually more toward like giving value to people that already have your product. Like, yes, there's a degree (laughs) of education, but like it's a lot of times it's just about, you got to get this into people's hands for them to really understand what it is. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. No, great points. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to circle back to Mike really quick because he's got just so much yeah. just great stuff in here. Uh, he he <laughs> asked a, he asked a question in here, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Do you get more people haggling with you because they know you as a smaller company owner who is involved in the community? So, do you think because you're smaller, you're going to get more people haggling with you? I think it's less. I, I really. That's what do. I was so going to say. I, I think th- it's less too. I, I think it's. 
I think it's less because at first, you know, when we got when we got started, we gave this impression that we're some big company, right? And you know, I, I don't know where that impression came from. It's just that's what people had, and you know, they would haggle us like, "Oh, you know, like this looks, looks like expensive rubber cement, or this is just repackaged snake oil," right? And you know, it wasn't <laughs> until they realized, like, "Oh, hey, wait a second, we're giving away free bottles to people that are doing cool stuff, or we're here, you know, trying to make good." Like, you, you got a product. Maybe the cap went bad. Like, you know, three, six months after you ordered, we replaced that bottle for you. Like, hey, we're really right. sorry about that. We know it's an issue. And then yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, they get to know us. They're like, well, you're small. Like, you, 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 you they get that personal touch or that, uh, you know, uh, just interaction. And yeah. that's when all of that started going away. Yeah. Um, you know, we still get occasionally, you know, the, the haggle or I could do this cheaper or we're switching away from your products because, you know, we found a cheaper solution. Okay. That's fine. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so, so th that's a really good, a good segue into what I wanted to get into next is that, and I said earlier, just cause you can, doesn't mean you should, uh, again, if you're, if you're really serious about business, then it should be about the long game for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to focus on decisions and holding your course while as tempting as it might be to just discount, uh, to sell, right. Just like, mm -hmm. I got Cause it, you, you will, there will always be people out there that are just completely price motivated. You can bring your price down, uh, and all that stuff, but that you're not doing yourself any favors. Like sometimes you have mm -hmm. to really have faith and believe in your product and the value that you have and not get caught up in the way in the race to the bottom. Like, mm -hmm. and it's so easy to say, it's so easy to yep. say, cause it's just, you know, um, you know, if you're in the mix and you're just you're trying to figure out how am I going to sell enough to make payroll and all this stuff, but the problem mm -hmm. is, is it's really hard to go back when you yes. start competing in that race mm -hmm. to the bottom. And this is why I would never want to be a printer, a 3D printer manufacturer, um, is because you're competing with all these value people. You don't have to be like there are plenty of people mm -hmm. that don't, but yes, but it, it's it, the temptation is strong and and it's mm -hmm. a lot of work uh, to to push that value out to people as opposed to just slashing Absolutely. a price, right? Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's, it gets really tough. Um, you know, and, and like for, for us, um, you know, we, we went down a path where we were trying to reduce prices and we were trying to say, okay, well, Hey, maybe we should compete with other, you know, adhesives to increase adoption. And we quickly found out that that wasn't the right move for us. Uh, you know, while we could increase volumes, the, the more and more product we sold, the more expensive it became. And, you know, it would have been a very hard thing to get to scale. Sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Lefteris is with us today. He says, invest in quality of your products, then you can sell for a good price. I I, I completely mm -hmm. agree with that. Uh, it's one of those things that I think, like I said, is easy to say, but it's not mm -hmm. as easy to execute because, like I said, those temptations to just, I got to get revenue up, uh, mm -hmm. are, it can be strong. Uh, I, I want to switch over to some another comment that Aaron made in the chat. He goes, uh, 3D model, model designers are really bad oh. at... At, uh, he's talking about showing their value or, or at least, um, ha I think, I think what he means is like believing in their own value sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's very much a business, uh, uh, of it's, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's your, okay. So now you're, you're taking things, your creative mind, you're creating models for people and you're trying to get people to see the value of paying for your model and downloading mm -hmm. it. And man, that is a tough gig 
to be in. Uh, and, and a lot of times, like, unfortunately, you know, your value is dictated by supply and demand. How many other people are mm-hmm. out there doing this? What are the barriers to entry? You know, all, all of that stuff uh, that's out there. And so I think it, it can become very easy to um, degrade your own self-worth because you feel like you're trying to compete, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe that's not the right way to go about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 again, I think it's very easy to get caught up in that, that you, it when is. you, when you're looking at, you know, I'm, I'm working against all the other people that are trying to sell things in, in this space. And I, I don't, I don't really think there is some of that guys, like for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but if you're going to get anywhere and you're not going to burn out, uh, trying to like, again, get wrapped up in this race to the bottom, you got to come up with that unique selling proposition, that unique value proposition, right? So what mm-hmm. what is it you're designing and offering that is different mm-hmm. in a little way? You got to yep. have a niche, you know, like we, yep. we've heard this. It's whether you want to be in content creation, you know, if you want to have a mm-hmm. YouTube channel, like what's your niche? What's your what's your what's your pitch? Why are you different than anybody else on on here? And focus your energy on that. And it's mm-hmm. a it's a lot it's a lot more work up front, but you're gonna have a much more robust customer base as a result of that, mm-hmm. right? Like they are going to yep. come to you because they want to support what you do that is different than other people. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, again, like I said, it's easy for us to sit here and preach, <laughs> uh, yes. but, but I know it's, it's completely different in, in, uh, in practice. We've got a couple different designers, fix some dudes with us. It did some awesome, awesome. Just had an awesome release for star Wars. It was star Wars uh, yes. day this week. May the fourth be with you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, and I know fix some dude released a new model. People have been loving his stuff and that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, I'm really happy to see, you know, people in mm-hmm. all walks of life, all business, uh, manners, whether it's pr- product or service based or, or digital. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of great ways to, to, to start a business in this, in this particular space. So we love it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they're coming fast and furious now. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> how about how about this one uh, from again from um, uh, from Mike? Different expectations. Do you think there's different expectations when you buy a printer? A three D. I think he's talking about three D printer, not two D printing. Mm-hmm. Maybe a two D printer <laughs> from a brick and mortar store than if you're buying online. Do you have a different that hmm. now? Do you have different expectations? He says. Uh, hmm. You know, at first pass, I think well. Is it the same product I'm buying online? I'm buying in there. Like, is my expectation yeah. of the product dictated by the mode at which I purchase it? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one, right? Um, you know, uh, most of the most of the brick and mortar stores that that sell, uh, you know, 3D printers here, Micro Center, right? And most of the time, again, those are just kind of those commodity printers, if you will. Um, the mm-hmm. printers that are going to be the same thing that you're going to buy online. Um, I don't think my expectations are going to be really any much different. Um, but I guess that's just my opinion, right? I think what he's driving at here, that's the, that my, and don't let me put words in your mouth, Mike. So tell me if I'm wrong here, but (laughs) when you're going into a brick and mortar, there's Mm -hmm. some tangible visibility to the overhead, the literal overhead, right? Sure. And, and I, I think that it makes it what now, whether that, you know, the, really, the product is still the product, and the price is the, still mm-hmm. the price, right? But when mm-hmm. you can see, there are people here that are that are having to be paid. There's lights that have to be on. There are, you know, all that stuff. Like, 
it might put you even subconsciously in a different mood or a mindset in terms it of might, like yeah. whether or not that value is there. Right. And that is mm-hmm. traditionally what our experience has been. And we've lost a lot of that in yeah. in yeah, the online point. world. Right. And so it's a lot mm-hmm. easier for us to dismiss those costs because they're not inherently obvious in the same way. Is that what you're getting at, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, that's, like I said, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. Um, I could totally see that. Uh, you know, you, you are right. Like almost all of our business, right? It like 99% is done online. Um, now I, I can say when we go to like the trade shows or the, you know, the meetups, when people have first interact with our product, it is quite a bit different where people are, you know, like, oh yeah, hey, this is cool. This is really valuable because it's, you know, it seems fairly cheap and it's going to give me these results. So I, 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 yeah, I absolutely could see where that he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, man, just a lot of good you guys. We really appreciate the contributions and the. <laughs> this in is the great. Chat. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. If you, hey, we're coming up on time, where you know, if anyone wants to jump in too, you know, um, yep, you're always welcome. That, that number is, uh, or it's not a yeah. number. It's a somewhere. Link. It's a link right here. You're welcome <laughs> if you if you're brave enough to to join the actual conversation. You're totally welcome. But uh, please keep keep feeding us comments uh, in in here. Um, uh, the, another one I wanted to. Uh, well, one, you have a fan in here. Uh, you had somebody said they saw 3D Gloop in action on a live yeah. stream. So you saw it in somebody's hands. And, te- you know, that's that's great. Influencer marketing works and all that. Saw it. He saw it on Twitch. Mm-hmm. He decided he was going to try it. He got the nano size first and he reordered the next size up because he's like, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting them into hands and, and letting people. Yep. Get, like value is so different when it you can touch it and, and taste it and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, sensory experience. Well, don't, don't taste. It. Don't taste do not, the glue. Do not <laughs> taste the glue, guys. I'm not saying to taste the glue. Um <laughs> I, I have to imagine with how t- I, I love the I love gloop. It smells terrible, and uh, I can't imagine it would taste any better. It, it, it tastes far worse than it smells. Let me tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> another good comment. I think it's Chris. Uh, I think the differentiation of higher quality components can be had, or it can be hard in a world swimming with cheaper copies. Mm, uh, thinking yeah. about Misumi or Highwin uh, level products. Those are those are like. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they do like linear rail and some higher end uh, uh, yeah. stuff, but customers um, can't usually see and know the difference. And sometimes that difference experience comes with time, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I think about high wind rails and why those might be worth it. That's a, that's a part for a 3D printer for those of you guys who don't know. Yep. Um, and, and, it, and it may have to do with how well this thing's going to hold up after, you know, 10,000 cycles back and forth or whatever. And, um, you know, maybe you're using machines that don't do that. I mean, you're not using it in an yep. industrial application where that's not going to matter. Or how hard mm-hmm. is it to just put a little more lithium grease on there, right? Like there's, yep. you know, uh, there's always trade-offs and people's op- opinions of values, value and what's worth it, you know, are, are different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, it, it is It is tough when you have competition out there that, that's going to do it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But again, I would argue... Uh, you're better off continuing to try to message on your value and, 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 you know, show people like, this is not the same. These are not mm-hmm. the same thing, right? They may yep. look the same, you know, yep. they may move the same, but you know, yep. here, here's why they're different. And hey, guys, here's the other side. Like sometimes, you know, it, it, it is, it is overpriced and mm-hmm. the and competition is a good thing because I think it, yep. it, 
That's what capitalism, sadly, is all about. It it drives it the market to where it needs to be, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not going to always say that just because your prices are are high that, that that it's always justified. Like hopefully there's yep. progress and that as a company, you have to be aware that you may be able to charge premium right now because mm-hmm. you're the only uh, game in town, right? Yep. But to have At an expectation. To have an expectation yeah. that that's going to last. If there's money to be made, uh, you mm-hmm. better believe that competition is on its way. And if you're yep. not prepared for that, then that's at your own peril because yep, absolutely it will be there. And and you need to be prepared for that and what your plan is to respond and to pivot or to find new revenue streams or any of that stuff. It's work, right? It's mm-hmm. a lot. It all comes down to like it being work and it's a lot more work. <laughs> to have to adapt or have mm-hmm. to change or have to do things than it is to just complain about like, well, I used to be able to sell this for this much and now I've got all these clones making it harder for me. Right. Like, yeah. so yeah. it's, I, I, I can see the other side. I'm a consumer as well, you know? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, and there's, you know, there, there's merits to the competition as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, the an uncomfortable. Uh, Vishal had a note. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize the overhead of boxed products versus kits. So if it's mm. ready to go, yeah, versus you're putting it together. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a really insightful thing to say, actually, Vishal, and I appreciate it because as somebody that sells kits, mm-hmm. and I, and I I'll tell you this that 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 there is some strategy to that that mm-hmm. when people can actually put it together. And get mm-hmm. an appreciation for the mechanics of it and what it takes and that that there is design in it. Like there is inherent uh, uh, that that creates a visibility of value uh, mm-hmm. in a way that you don't get. I've had a ton of feedback from people that were like, this is this is I don't get this. This is stupid or whatever. And then they'll actually get it the same way they did with the Prusa or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the, when we went to the slip rod design where like we got away from their flange rollers and people are like, this feels like a step back. And in some ways it is because like also the, sure. the market's changing and like we have so many different types of spools and cardboard spools and, mm-hmm. you know, different different stuff that like what what worked before didn't necessarily. But I got I took a lot of heat for that. Um, because I started taking feedback and this goes back to what you're saying earlier, like kind of survey. I didn't do an actual survey, Uh but I got a lot of feedback on people complaining about the rollers we had tipping over. And every time I swapped out a spool, how it was more tedious. And so I wanted something that was easier to load and go. And so I made that change thinking everybody's gonna be like, Oh, this is so much easier and it's better. And then people are like, well, these don't spin as well. Right. And so, you know, then then there was the trade off, but a lot of people were giving me a lot of heat for that. And then they got it. Uh, and they're like, there's no way there's, there's no way this is going to work. I'm like, have you tried printing that way yet? Like it works. Yep. Trust me. We do test it. It does work. Just print with it. Like put the spool yep. on there and see if it spins. And they're like, okay, you're right. And then I, and then I fully accept that there were times that it didn't, it didn't. And that's what yep. led us to iterate other, um, uh, optional enhancements, right? Like other, you know, sure. things. And I think that ultimately it led to more options for people, more things and, and, um, better value, all around, but sometimes that it's painful to get there, right? Like, because it's a journey and you're going to get people, you know, yelling at you mm-hmm. about stuff. And, and sometimes you miss, sometimes you yep. make some assumptions. Um, I don't particularly like surveys in the same way that you might, because sure. The way that people answer a survey, uh, versus mm-hmm. 
voting with their dollar are two completely different things. It's very easy to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I would like that. Sure. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, give me one of those. Yeah. I, I would I would totally get that. And then you're like, great, here it is, yeah. it's ready, and then nobody buys it. And right? then nobody buys it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, surveys, surveys are hit and miss. Survey um, says, you know, maybe <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could do a whole episode on surveys, right? <laughs> um uh, you know, I don't know but, about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not going to. It's super boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. Your survey mechanism. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you build a <laughs> moat apart from quality in your product if the IP is public? What do you think Vishal's getting at there? How do you build a moat mm-hmm. apart from quality in your product if the if you're in the if the IP is public? So okay. So talking about open source stuff, I'm not sure mm-hmm. what your moat if that's a typo or a metaphor that I'm missing. It just flew over my head. So but. I think he's asking how do you differentiate your 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 product? Aside from quality, um, if all of the intellectual ah, ah, okay. property okay. is public. Okay, um, right, because theoretically then anybody can take the formula. Like, yeah, well, the, and, uh, yeah. we, I think we touched on this last week a little bit, or what, it was mm-hmm. two weeks ago when we had Dan on that like, that mm-hmm. an open source thing is not a recipe the way that like, if you have the recipe, you can cook the exact same thing. That's not yeah. always the case, yep. right? Like there's still mm-hmm. some secret sauce sometimes. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think also it comes down to, you know, if you have a a part that or a device or a widget that that is open source or the IP is public uh, and you build it in a quality way that yes, that's differentiation. But I think also you can go beyond and provide service, right? You service, can provide that, you know, whether it's that customer service, whether it's mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, information about it, um, you know, it could be even, you know, uh, you know, repair parts, repair components, um, you know, if something were to break, like, you know, Prusa does this stuff very well, you know, with warranty, like, hey, you know, my Pinda probe isn't working. And they're like, yes. oh, here you go. It's a new one. New one's coming out to you. Right. Yes. You know, um, and, I, and the way I like to say that, I say this all the time, it, it, the, the value of a product is not about when things go right. It's about when it goes wrong more than anything. Yep. And I think people miss that inherently that, that, you know, the assumption is that it should be of high quality mm-hmm. and never break or whatever. But like, let's be honest, man, a lot of the stuff we're dealing with are mechanical, like they will fail at some point or things get mm-hmm. missed. There's a lot of moving pieces. Right. And so, yeah, show your value. And, and, and that value becomes inherent. A lot of times, like the, the customers, the repeat customers I win back ultimately are born of something we mm-hmm. screwed up in the first place. And I used to hate Same. getting those things. And now that I'm like, Oh, these mm-hmm. are the good, these are the good nuggets. Cause like these people yep. are like, they see how you handle that. They may be fussy and yep. mad and pissed at you and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but you responded to them. You took care of it. You stood behind your product and they, yep. you've got them for life, right? They're like, yep. I want to, I want to work with that guy, and that's what it's yep. really about. Same thing here, you know. We screw up an order. We're like, oh, we're so sorry. Instead of just sending the replacement parts that we missed or whatever, we send the whole order again. You know, right? Like maybe we don't have to do that, but we go above and beyond. Right. Um. You, you know, a, a bottle goes bad, as I mentioned earlier in this episode. You know, we we warranty it. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, no, your bottle shouldn't have done that. We're really sorry. You know, um, uh, going above and beyond where you need to uh, in certain elements really pays dividends later on. 
Even so. even not going above and beyond, just responding. I sure. mean, the bar is so just, yeah. low. The bar is so yeah, low. Yeah, it, it is really low. Yeah, yeah. Just just responding and just standing behind your product <laughs> and taking care of it and accepting the fact, hey, we, we screwed up, man. We're, we're, we're yep. going to fix it for you. That goes yeah. uh, a long way. It's funny because I look at ratings uh, – you know, you know, everybody looks at uh, the reviews, right? And oh. there's a lot of there's a lot of you know debate around the merits of reviews these days because they can be gamed sure. so easily. But yeah. what's interesting to me is like the ones I look for oftentimes are actually the ones that are uh, more negative or at least start that way. Uh, and I do appreciate when people will actually go back and update their review as a result of what mm-hmm. happened once it was fixed because that to me really shows a lot mm-hmm. of that value. And I think a lot of people don't take the time necessarily to read it. Like you just want to see as many five-star reviews because hopefully you're getting some, and it depends on what it is, but you sure you're, hopefully you're getting something that just is great and is not, you know, going to, uh, you're not, never going to have a problem with it, but that mm-hmm. doesn't tell you anything about the company and who you're doing business with and, you know, all that stuff, the way that kind of digging in a little bit. Uh, will and yeah, you know, you're gonna get people that are pissed off about things, but there's also a lot of people, and it's funny because you know nobody will ever if they have a problem, and then it gets solved. Very rarely do you ever see it actually go to like a five. Let's just say it's a five star review system. Sure, will it go back to five, right? It actually, yeah, you know that imperfection kind of tells a different story. Where it's like you know sometimes just because something has three or four stars doesn't necessarily indicate the the value that I would absolutely ultimately yeah. assign. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, coming back to the the whole value being in the eye of the beholder, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like like how do you how do you personally assign the value? Right. So, right. And and yeah, I think to round this up cuz we're at the top of the hour now. Uh yeah. uh Lefteris, great comment. Uh NX3D Studio in the in the chat guys says, "People cannot know how good your customer service is until they are your customers." Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so that's why, you know, the, the goal is, is obviously, you know, one getting product actually in front of the customer. So they understand what they're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Like make sure they know what they're talking about. Cause it's way too easy for people to complain about stuff out in there and armchair quarterback, not knowing what they're talking about. Uh, and two, yep. like really value, especially like, hopefully you're kind of keeping track. I don't know what kind of metrics you have in terms of who your mm-hmm. first time and uh, honestly, like we don't cherry pick, but you know, yeah. no, like that experience is going to be the same, whether you're a first time or a long time customer, we stand behind. Oh what yeah. We do. Um, yeah. but obviously understanding how important it is when they have that experience and how you respond, uh, when you do mm-hmm. get this. And even if it's good feedback, like I always try to make a, Hey, you know, thank you for the kind words. Thank you for mm-hmm. engaging Absolutely. with us. Right. Like th- th- there, there is so much more value to you. Like we're going to talk about value mm-hmm. now to you as a company in that yes. engagement in, in mm-hmm. even, even a terrible engagement than there is that, that person that you never hear from again. Oh, so much, so much like, you know, we love getting just any feedback whatsoever and the negative feedback or the things where we did wrong, it, it, we value so much more because that's where we know to focus next. Right. And we're like, okay, we need to, we need to fix this. Right. Um, you know, and, and we know like uh, for the longest time, right. When we had our old metal caps, so many people had issues with those and we, we got emails, uh, you know, a, a decent amount, but I, I can't tell you how many people probably got our product and then we got upset and just pitched it and we'll never come back because of yep. those metal caps and never reaching out. 
they yeah. we never got the opportunity to fix that yeah so you yeah. know yeah and unfortunately <laughs> you know that's that's going to exist uh too you know that that you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to please everybody that you, you know yep there there is a degree of of um if it's hardening yourself but just kind of like educating yourself on the process and understanding and not taking it personal it's it's hard as somebody that wants to help people engage with the community it's like i I, it's hard for me not to take it personally because like my product is Mm -hmm. a reflection on my design skills and you know what we do and Mm -hmm. who i am as a company and and stuff like that um, and, and it's, it, you know, there are days where that's really hard. It's hard to wake up to people and it always seems to yeah. come, you know, <laughs> like in, in threes or, yes. in, you know, in groups in where it's just like, man, yep. everybody's just mad this week. What's going on? Yep. Um, Everyone hates me. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's, it's not, you know, it's not really true, but it doesn't mean that every day is going to be easy to deal with and stuff. So it's, you know, yeah. sometimes it's just like, okay, you know, let's, let's sit on it. Let's get to tomorrow. Sometimes, like I said, I'll, I'll hold on responding, not because I'm ignoring people, but because like, I need to get to a place where I'm just like recognizing, you know, mm-hmm. checking myself and, and responding in that fast, but, but, but bring it, bring it home for us, man. So we talked a lot about pricing and value and establishing stuff and some of the challenges, yep. obviously, like we talked about some strategies for, mm-hmm. for potentially uh, dealing with it, making sure you're, you're staying the course and not getting caught up in that race to the bottom. And that is a mm-hmm. really hard one these days, but yep. you know, you got to do it. Um, and, and, and sometimes it's about going wide, you know, like, having, having a backup plan, you know, not necessarily really, you know, just, just lowering your prices to sell more is not necessarily a good mm-hmm. strategy. Maybe that your efforts would be better suited, like coming up with yeah. a companion product or something else that you can offer mm-hmm. as well. Because a lot of times value can be in the ecosystem that we talked about too, like not yep. being a one trick pony showing that you've, you, you do think about these things and offer different solutions for different problems to people who have different approaches. Yeah. What, how would you, how would you wrap this all nicely up with the bow? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I put an emphasis on high value over, you know, low cost, right? Um, it's, it's so simple. I, I know that statement is just like, oh, gee, you know, you basically just said that, but, um, it really comes down to if you want to build something sustainable, um, focus on that sustainability yep. and how do you how do you achieve that you achieve that Long through it, you achieve that through a you know a, a consistent undeniable value that you're providing in your products or your service to your customers uh that's what keeps them coming back right yep. um yep. so you know you're going to i think dollar for dollar right you're yeah. going to get more out of your efforts if you're focusing on something that has a higher value than moving more at a lower cost yes so i love it well said well said and just to tack on to that engagement works in multiple ways whether it's even yet yes you know what left terra said is right like after the sale support and stuff but that engagement Mm -hmm. you can preempt the engagement that is that is the power guys of social media Mm -hmm. being part of community and stuff like that and participating way like get the videos out do do these things engage like support people's streams like all of that stuff because that is that is Mm -hmm. preemptively showing that engagement and 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 you know Mm-hmm. And I think the ones that do it well, it's very obvious that you're being genuine and that you want to help and that you want to be supportive. Like that, that that's why we do these types of things as well, you know, trying to be out yep. there and, and, um, 
you know, having oh, yeah. these conversations. And, and, and honestly, I, I get a lot more value out of those interactions and understanding like just these little subtle, I don't know, you're gonna have to go back through and read the chat. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry, we didn't have a chance to get to all of it guys, but you know, you've got mm -hmm. a lot of great little customer feedback pieces in here that Absolutely. I would, I would value, uh, 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 far more than any, you know, survey response because it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot of times just, you know, real world experience and it's, and it's a safe place. And, um, yep. you know, uh, so, so that's why, why I love doing these kind of things. Um, mm -hmm. wow. That's awesome. <laughs> well, my friend, uh, that's a great note to, to wrap up on everybody that joined us, uh, live on YouTube for the, uh, the, the, the recording, the chat today. Thank you so much. Uh, we, as always, yes. we wish you guys a, the best of weekends. Hope you get some, uh, maybe some nice weather coming up. Yeah. Go outside, you know, log off <laughs> for a bit. Find some balance. Stop watching yep. weirdos like us on uh, on, on YouTube. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, no, I, I, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, and uh, and Andrew, you, my friend, uh, keep keep stringing together those those wins. And oh, yes. I look forward to hopefully, our next one. Hopefully we'll be able to talk about them soon, right? <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. Uh, just to tease, guys, we got a, a couple of great guests coming up the next uh, next few weeks and great subject matters Ooh, yes. as well. So we're starting to uh, – we're trying to layer, uh, like I said, more than just us onto the conversations. Uh, and, and I'm really excited mm -hmm. about the ones coming up. Uh, next week we've got uh, – the amazing uh, Photos Mint, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we're, it, we, we talked about design a little bit today, so we're going to get a little bit more on like what it's like having a business. Uh, he has a massive Patreon following. Uh, and, oh, and this is going to be fun. What, what that actually means, I'm, I'm eager to learn about some of that stuff because that is not uh, mm -hmm. something I have experience about, but obviously a very viable business, a very prolific designer, uh, and one that doesn't give interviews very often. So that I'm, I'm yeah, uh, pat, pat myself on the back for that. There you go. Get, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, everybody, you guys have a, a fantastic weekend and we will catch you on the next maker that money. This is Pooch and Andrew signing off. Bye-bye.